First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Here is Dr. Kent Hall from MVHS. Dr. Hall, of course, is the Chief Physician Executive. Doc, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Good. Uh, thanks uh, Thanks for coming on. And as always, and I want to start by telling you that one of us has had the vaccine, and he's doing pretty well. That would be Manaski had the vaccine yesterday. Oh, he did. Well, congratulations, Jeff. And you're feeling okay? Well, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm here. I was very cold last night. Uh, freezing cold last night, and then woke up today, and I'm in here, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm cold again. Cold hands, cold feet. Uh, I feel chilly. Um, you seem to be having minor, uh, minor symptoms. Minor, yeah. minor. I'm a little sore. The arms a little sore. I don't feel 100. percent But, 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 yeah, it's not a big deal. Uh, I guess here's my question. Here's what concerns me. I'm surprised at how quickly, and I, we, we talked about a little bit about this yesterday, we've gone down the age brackets, and how quickly that I, one day after registering, was told, oh, you can come get it today. So I guess, why is it so easy to get the shot now? Is it because of the an abundance of shots, or is it because of reluctance to get them? So I think I think you've hit on two of the key factors there. Number one is we certainly have more vaccines available to us as all of the vaccine makers have been ramping up their production and uh, the supply chain from the makers to the federal government to the state government and then to the local areas has has kind of solidified. Um, so that certainly has played a part. I think the other, which is unfortunate, is that, you know, there is still a significant part of the population, you know, the, the numbers vary, but it's it's at least probably 30% of the population. In some instances, some people are quoting higher numbers, um, you know, are, are, um, are skeptical of getting the vaccine right now. Uh, so I, I think it's those two things combined. Um, and I, what I like is that uh, in New York State, we have rapidly gone from, you know, being fairly tight in terms of who we can give it to. Um, and now we're basically starting next Tuesday, we're going to be opening it up to anybody over the age of, of uh, 18. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's 16 uh, starting next week, is it? Right, I'm sorry. Yeah. I misspoke. It was yep. 16. Yeah. So and, and another example of that, uh, primary urgent care and uh, they've got uh, two locations. They're they're doing the shots in Utica on on Tuesday. Uh, maybe this was last week. Last week they came out and said, "Listen, we've got the shot. You can schedule an appointment." Yesterday they came out and said, "No appointment necessary. Just show up." And that to me says they've probably what thought out some shots, and not enough people are signing up for it, so they need to use it before it expires. But which again is the same issue of we've got it, but not enough people want it. Correct. And I'll tell you that we also received uh, a fair number of shots within the Mohawk Valley Health System. And I would, uh, I would offer that if anybody who is listening wants to, wants to make an appointment to get a shot, they can go on our website and follow the link there for it. Two things. Uh, I, I think the commercial is very helpful that, uh, that the former presidents are doing. My God, Jimmy Carter looks old, doesn't he? Uh, if you've seen that, that commercial. Um, it, it is uh, true that President Trump is is not in that commercial, uh, which is unfortunate. But the the remaining living presidents uh, are, and I think that's very positive. The other thing is, MVHS had a commercial that I saw for the first time yesterday, a TV commercial that is bilingual, and it focuses on some of the top demographics in the Utica area, 
And I think that was a really well done commercial and very helpful to get that message out to the minority communities. Yeah, we have been reaching out. In fact, I did uh, a WebEx uh, yesterday evening with with uh, some of the minority um, um, community leaders in the minority in my community to to basically you know see see what we can do about reaching out to to them. We need to we we and I'm talking about healthcare in general. We need to to do a really good job of getting out there to to communities that you know honestly we haven't done as good a job get, getting to before because, you know, we need as many people vaccinated as uh, possible to protect them. And this is, this is what I told the people on the EMA webinar. We needed to protect themselves. We needed to protect their loved ones, their friends and family. We needed to protect our community writ large. So, so my daughter is diagnosed with asthma and she is 18 years old. Tomorrow we both... Newly have, diagnosed? No, no she's, okay. she's had asthma. So tomorrow we have a scheduled appointment for the vaccine. She and I are both going to get the vaccine. Kind of a cool father-daughter type thing tomorrow. And, I, and I, it's funny how I'm looking at that as it's a, a father-daughter moment. Um, but I am. I, I think it's a big deal. You know, it is a big deal. And, and congratulations to you and your daughter for, for doing it. And really, you know, that's that I think is emblematic of what we need to do in terms of really, you know, having this be, you know, family time and 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 doing things together. It's it, there's we've spent the last year not doing things together, being yeah, separated, yeah. and and actually doing things that are going to protect you and your daughter going forward, and you know, your wife and everybody else mm-hmm. that you come in contact with, you know, is really a very positive thing. I, I guess I'm. I'm surprised that your daughter hasn't gotten it before this, given the fact that she has asthma. Uh, only because she's been at school, so we really had to arrange this. Um, and uh, and remember, she's had the virus. She had it with me, and uh, so she was not eligible because it was it was too close within. The, so we're both just outside the ninety day period. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I, that, I, I had forgotten yep. that she yep. had it too. Yeah, and interestingly, she has the very same. Never had it before has the very same shoulder and elbow pain that I have. Yeah, yeah. well, you are, you, are, um, you are linked genetically, so right. it is not surprising that you're going to have similar symptoms. Yeah, interesting. All right, Andrew Dominio. We have a couple listener questions. Okay. The first, Dr. Hall, when will the vaccine be FDA approved? My understanding is that it is and that uh, we wouldn't be able to be getting them, but this listener believes that it's not officially approved. Is that so the case? It, is, uh, it has been uh, approved under what's called an EUA, an emergency use authorization. So that, uh, that basically accelerates the process. They, they still have to do all of the testing and stuff. What they don't have to do, they, what, what they shorten up is the follow-up period. So normally vaccines to get full, um, to get full approval uh, need to be followed for a year. And obviously, we didn't follow this for a year. It was only followed for about uh, two or three months. So I would say that we can look for uh, full approvals from the FDA coming probably, uh, probably starting in the late fa- mid to late fall. And if we are looking at a, uh, a fourth wave that they keep talking about, um, getting the vaccine could be the, the difference in, in a person Forget spreading it to somebody else. If you're worried that it's not approved by the FDA, uh, I, I would think it's it's reward 
versus the cost of, you know, the versus the risk. I think the, the risk is that you could still get it and you could still wind up in the hospital. You could still die. The, the vaccine will decrease that chance of happening almost entirely. That's correct. So the so all of the vaccines, even with the even with the variants that we currently know about, um, you know, decrease your your possibility or probability of getting severely ill and or dying to essentially zero, which is which is very good. What they don't do is, you know, with the uh, variants, there is an increased likelihood that you could have some mild symptoms from it. So, right. you know, we, we are seeing cases rising across the across the country, um, across the uh, uh, across the state. Um, thankfully, in Oneida County, we're still we're still roughly in the same area. Maybe yeah. we've ticked up a little bit, but not a whole lot. You know, the cases are rising basically for three reasons. Number one is the variants. Uh, number two, honestly, is you know pandemic fatigue. People are just getting tired. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and the and the third thing is you know we are opening up more. You know, but it, it but they're not rising fast. And, the, and that's because of the vaccines, and it's also because while there is pandemic fatigue, people are still being, there are a, a large percentage of the population is still being attentive, which is fantastic. Uh, Doc, we appreciate it. Thank you so much, and we will do it again tomorrow on the 8 o'clock hour. Thank you, everybody. Please right. be safe, and be safe in this storm that's coming. Coming. Snow is coming. It's winter again. All right, thank you. Uh, Dr. Kent Hall.